1: Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT and T.
0: Hey, everybody
3: knows Weber grills. I've been using Weber grills my whole life, and check it out—they got a pellet grill, the Weber Searwood pellet grill. Now, with a pellet grill, you can smoke,
0: roast, and sear on the same grill. You can go from low and slow, okay, on smoke boost mode, or crank this thing all the way to a heat sear at 600 degrees. It's got a full, great sear zone, so you can put more food on the flame. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood
3: pellet grill.
4: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
5: What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre, Straight Fire. from Monday, November 28th, it's been a minute. I think this is one of the longest breaks I've taken since Rob G. took over the pod when I went to, I think it was Hawaii last summer, maybe? This summer? I don't even remember. But I hope everybody had a tremendous Thanksgiving. Ours was very fun and eventful. Brought our dog out to the desert. A lot of fun thanksgiving shenanigans and a lot of world cup intake and then and i'm sure i'll take some heat for this but you know the family left early wednesday i had to work at the herd and then so i drove we, we drove two cars there and of course what do i do sunday morning I'm like well I got, I got i can't miss any nfl games so i wake up at the butt crack of dawn and drive back with the dog and the beauty of it is on the drive back, I'm able to you know, fly because there's nobody on the road and also listen to the World Cup, Croatia, Canada, tough result for Canada, uh, a whiff on the Canadians making a run. They're out have, having lost two matches, but it's like this, the, the last four days, folks, when you look at Thursday, I mean, this podcast is going to be so slammed today with stuff. We're not even going to get to the Thanksgiving games. By the way, Giants, how about that backdoor cover by Danny Dimes? Vikings come through. This was a great, great gambling weekend for me. Sunday, what might have been my best NFL Sunday of the season, other than Tampa missing, basically everything hit. But anyways, going back to, so Thursday was awesome with Thanksgiving. Uh, Friday had USA England. Uh, By the way, hit a bet on that if you're uh, not following the podcast or you're a newbie here or you don't follow me on the gram. I post some pics on Instagram stories. USA England tied at the half. Not not a really awesome game. I thought it was great and tense. And, but I think the casual fan was just like, eh. Numbers were massive. I think I saw that it was the most watched soccer game in U.S. soccer history. I think uh, Rob G. can check me on that if I'm wrong. By the way, TV numbers were massive for Thanksgiving. Cowboys-Giants, I think, was the most watched regular season game in NFL history. And again, Rob can fact check me on that. But the numbers were monster. Uh, So, uh, Saturday, you had USC defeating Notre Dame. Caleb Williams locking up the Heisman. Sorry, Rob G., UCLA guy. And you had the stunner, which we're not going to get to. We'll get to it later in the week. Michigan, man, I was wrong about that one. Holy hell. Michigan taking down Ohio State, like a beatdown, to the point that OSU has no shot at the playoff. Don't even come at me with that. They will not get in, not losing by 23 at home to Michigan. Okay? And then you got Sunday. The cherry on top. And... I i got to be truthful. I don't know where to begin, guys. Sunday, besides the gambling, besides fantasy, I, I, I want to just say one thing that I've talked about as a gambling-like little piece of advice. So I've mentioned the teams that did not cover versus teams that did cover. Okay, there was four of them in Week 12. The Vikings, they covered. The Giants, backdoor late cover. The Broncos are the one did not. And by the time you listen to this, I mean, Nathaniel Hackett maybe fired, what, in the next hour? Two? I don't, know how he, I, I don't know how he coaches a team this week. He's so bad, so clueless. They're coming at Russell Wilson on the sideline. We'll talk about that in a second. And then the last one was Arizona Cardinals did cover, lost, excruciating defeat. Kyler Murray had some comments after the loss about their offense and how foobar it is. They were just throwing that out there at a press conference. It was weird, folks. Did not cover versus did. I've already looked it up. We are looking at potentially six of those this week. Just file it away. The lines will be adjusted. Okay, moving on from gambling real quick. I think I'm going to start, I mean, listen, we could start with Rob G's Raiders coming through for me. Josh Jacobs, 300 yards of total offense. So I had to take my daughter to gymnastics or pick her up. And I was like, yeah, I'll I'll sit on that grenade. Let me me drive her. I I got red zone. Here's the problem. All the red zone games ended. So Red Zone said, oh, everybody can go watch CBS where they're going to show the game. And unbelievably, you can't watch local stations from my cable on the phone. They they won't let you do that. They'll let you watch Red Zone, FS1, ESPN, basically any channel but the local ones. I don't know, whatever. So all of a sudden, I start getting texts, Jacobs, like exclamation marks. I don't know what that means. I call my son asking to FaceTime. He doesn't even pick up. So then finally, uh, I just called somebody. I think it was my brother. I was like, what happened? And he tells it to me, and I was so pumped up. Josh Jacobs coming through. But we're not starting with the Raiders. We're not even starting with Mike White and the Jets. And I knew a lot of you guys thought I was going to open Mike White and the Jets. I got some thoughts on that. I think I'm going to start with Lamar Jackson. And I know, I know. It's like, wait a minute. JJJ, J, J. They lost. I want to defend Lamar Jackson for a moment, okay? So the Ravens suffer a brutal brutal defeat at the hands of the Jacksonville Jaguars another game I told you guys about had him in the contest by the way contest 3 and 1 pending Steelers tonight uh Lamar Jackson he wasn't great but I don't think he was terrible right I mean he gives them the lead the defense can't get a stop to save their life they let Trevor Lawrence go up and down the field twice in the deep in the fourth quarter 75 yards or more for for uh, back-to-back touchdowns yeah did they scuffle in the red zone sure uh early in the game they did Justin Tucker You know, did what he did, made every field goal, and then he finally missed from 67 yards outdoors, which is just insane. (coughs) And I'm like, what is, why are people piling on Lamar Jackson? Well, of course, some jabroni comes at Lamar Jackson on Twitter and says, boy, why do we pay this? Why are we, why are we giving all this money to Lamar Jackson? We should just spend it on building a team and let Lamar Jackson walk. And I'm like, is this real? I mean, is that how short-sighted and dumb fans are? And I guess, listen, I, I, I don't like saying this out loud, but <coughs> never underestimate the stupidity of the American public. And let's be realistic. That comment, bashing Lamar Jackson as if he's the problem for it, like, come on, right? Lamar Jackson angrily replies. Now, he ended up deleting the tweet, and I wish he hadn't. <coughs> I'm dying here. But basically, Lamar Jackson is like, why y'all capping so much? S-T-F-U. I think I read the tweet out to my 11-year-old son. You know, I left off the ending where it was like, eat a dick or whatever. But it was just like, I get it. I get why Lamar Jackson sent that out. I, I totally understand it. What is he, 26 years old, guys? Okay. I know it's like, wait, hey, franchise quarterbacks. They don't do that. They don't send angry tweets. Yeah. Tom Brady, who's 45, does not send angry tweets. Aaron Rodgers, who's 39, he doesn't do that. Kyler Murray, you know what he does? He he scrubs his social media of all Arizona things just so he gets paid. Young quarterbacks do stupid things. How many dumb young things did you do when you were in your 20s? I did so many. I Thank goodness social media was not around. I mean, I was an idiot like any other 25, 26-year-old. And I know. He's the face of the franchise. I get it. And Lamar Jackson was heated after the game. And you know, you're supposed to, like, have that cooling down period. Well, Lamar comes to the press conference. I don't know if you guys saw this. He comes there in the white T-shirt. He just looked kind of angry. He has some thick gold chains on. He's got his $500,000 watch. Bling, bling. And he gets asked a dumb question. How do you feel after losing? Like, Lamar's basically like, how do you think I feel, man? I lost the game. And he says some curse words. Listen. Listen. I get it. A lot of the media didn't play sports. But surely you played when you were a kid. And you know you were angry after games. Even if you played in middle school or high school. You were angry. Now imagine a guy who loses in that manner. Where your defense gave hemorrhages points. Folks, I don't I don't know if you guys realize this. This game was, I think, 12-10 to 10 heading into the fourth quarter. There were 33 points scored in the fourth quarter. Trevor Lawrence, it took the best drive of his career. I think he had at least one first down conversion, I remember. Uh, Maybe a second. I thought it was the best drive Trevor Lawrence had. Since he was at Clemson, if you guys remember the Clemson-Ohio State national semifinal game, Justin Fields versus Trevor Lawrence, if you don't remember it, look it up on YouTube, the condensed version. It was an incredible game. It was the game where Lawrence had, like, the 70-yard touchdown run. Like, it was uh, just—it was an amazing game. Clemson comes out winning. Lawrence had, like, a game-winning drive. He hit all these—it was just money. Amari Rogers, who is— I think cut by the Packers, picked up by somebody. He was instrumental on the game-winning drive. At any rate, Trevor Lawrence plays out of his mind. And then on the two-point conversion, I thought he was picking on Kyle Hamilton, the rookie from Notre Dame, but it wasn't. It was another young kid out of SMU. If you watch the replay, Trevor Lawrence comes to the line of scrimmage, looks, identifies, oh, there's the new guy, 21. Okay, yeah, he's got no chance. Uh, Let me hit my guy, quick out, boom, done. The Ravens blow another fourth-quarter lead, another reason for Lamar to be pissed. Oh, also, by the way, did you guys see who led the Baltimore Ravens in receptions and yards? Did you see who Lamar Jackson's throwing to? I'm just going to say his name. I know he's not on your fantasy roster. Josh Oliver. You familiar with his work? I'm I'm certainly not. If I gave you five chances, could you guess where he went to college? Probably not. It was the Josh Oliver show because – Everybody knows, hey, Mark Andrews is all they've got. Bateman's out for the season. We just got to double up Andrews. Andrews targeted seven times, caught four for 50 yards. And then, oh, by the way, they dusted off Deshaun Jackson, who caught an unbelievable 62-yard bomb. I can't believe he didn't get hurt on the play. That's all he does is get hurt. But, like, they were 8 of 14 on third down. That's good. They had 415 yards, 6.1 yards per play. They were not awful. They just didn't totally deliver in the red zone, and the defense let them down. I will back... Lamar Jackson, in his angry tweet, we've all done it. And listen, I'm a little older, right? I, I, I mean, listen. If I, there is a chance, right, that I send off something really offensive out of anger because somebody didn't cover the spread, and, and I end up getting reprimanded by Fox, and then there's pressure from these losers on social media, uh, who, oh, you got to fire this guy, and then maybe Fox does that. You know, this happens to people in social media, in sports media. It's happened to several people. Can't name any right now, but it does happen. And, like, I'm older, and I'm not a franchise quarterback like Lamar Jackson. I like to think not yet, but nevertheless, I got a family. Um, I got bills. You know, like, I am in no position to be doing what Lamar Jackson did. So he's faced with two spots. Okay, I can just do nothing and let it sit there, and eventually somebody else will screw up or Aaron Rodgers will be done for the season or Russell Wilson's coach will get fired, and they'll move on. You know, that's how the media is. There's a brush fire every five minutes. Or you could just delete the tweet and then the media will say, oh, he deleted the tweet where he said blah, blah, blah. And then it's over. So, like, Lamar clearly opted to delete it. And Rob, I, I got to say, I know this won't be popular among our, you know, 40 and up audience, but I think Lamar Jackson is bulletproof enough that he could have just left that up and not cared.
6: Yeah. I mean, considering what his Q rating is around the, the, Country and what people expect from Lamar Jackson. As great as he is as a quarterback and in NFL circles, he's a household name. In America, he's not the kind of guy who's going to get people riled up. Like, did you see what Lamar Jackson tweeted? Like, he's not that level of guy. He's not Mahomes. He's not Rodgers. He's not Brady. Um, But to your point that you mentioned, uh, that it has happened a couple of times where you've said something on the podcast where I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and cut that out just to save my guy, J. Mack just in case (laughs) the uh, higher-ups at Fox give us a call. So I just, you know, no one will ever know what you said or when you said it because it's been cut out so eloquently. But I want to let you know that it's not in there. Um, I will say this, though, about Lamar Jackson. Uh, To your point, I I didn't have a huge problem with the tweet. I know he's frustrated. Um, I'm sure he's going to issue an apology here in a couple hours sometime later Monday morning. My, My problem with Lamar Jackson, though, is and I've been the biggest defender of his going back to the preseason. I wanted him to get $300 million guaranteed. I think that he, if there was ever a guy to get it, I thought he had the leverage to do so. If I'm the Baltimore Ravens, though, I understand exactly why they're not giving it to him. The more we see Lamar Jackson play, and he's not that he's not great, that he's not awesome, that he's not a unique weapon, but it's starting to look more and more like that unanimous MVP season— was the outlier. If you look at you know, pro football reference, it hasn't even been updated yet as of Monday morning to reflect last night's game or yesterday's game, which wasn't that great. Completion percentage is hovered around 63-64 three of the last four years. His yards per attempt, air yards per attempt, yards per completion, lowest in his NFL career. His passing yards per game, huge step back from even last season, but also a big step from MVP season. His QBR hovers around 60. His passer rating hovers around low 90s. Far cry from the 113 and 83 that he had his MVP season. So if you're Lamar Jackson, and and I know that these trolls had it out for him. Like, hey, you're going to want $250 million. You got to do better than what you're doing. That's true, unfortunately. If you want to be the guy who sets the mark that trailblazes it for Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Tua, whoever, pick your favorite up, up-and-coming quarterback, Justin Fields. You have to be consistently great. And Lamar Jackson, even though he does win games, outside of that, NF- and that MVP season, I don't know if he's been consistently great.
5: Um, All right, so uh, I, I know those stats don't appear great. So I looked at Football Outsiders. Um, they have him as the 13th DVOA quarterback. Burrow is twelve. He's behind Derek Carr, your guy. That's right. Uh, I don't see Zach Wilson in the top 13. Um, <laughs> QBR, they have Lamar Jackson at eight. QBR obviously favors uh, quarterbacks who have some legs. Patrick Mahomes is second. Um, Josh Allen, third. I, I, has he been great this year? No. I would counter. Uh, injuries have played a major factor, and I know, I know. Oh, sure. Hey, Jason, Patrick Mahomes, hey, he, all his guys are hurt. Josh Allen, guys hurt. Everybody. I get it. He's not, that, he's not those guys. He's not. Nobody thinks he is. I don't think he's in the class of Mahomes or Allen, but that's not really how paying quarterbacks works, right? It's like Dak got X, so the next guy up gets X, and then the Browns were utterly desperate, so they paid Deshaun Watson X. By the way, Deshaun Watson makes his debut next week against the Texans. Uh, very excited that Deshaun Watson is back on the football field. I'm not going to talk about his other stuff. Um, and like that's where the market is right now. So you know what, Rob? This is easy. You don't want to pay him. Let him go. Let Deshaun Watson – I'm sorry, let Lamar Jackson hit the market and let the market decide what they're going to pay him. Because I'll tell you this right now. <laughs> there's at least 10 teams that would be running over men, women, and children to bid on Lamar Jackson to be their next franchise quarterback. Because as I can tell you, it's tough to find a franchise quarterback. You guys thought you had one in Derek Carr, right? How long has he been there, seven, eight years? Uh,
6: like eight years, yeah.
5: Eight years, yeah. Zero playoff wins, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's tough to find franchise quarterback. When you get him, you got to lock him up. you got to lock him up. I mean, Geno Smith turned into a little bit of a pumpkin. I know the numbers are good, but he didn't deliver. What do we have in Geno Smith? I don't know if Seattle thinks he's their guy. You know, Jalen Hurts, we're finding out. Maybe he's the guy. But once you get a guy like Mahomes, like, you got him. Like, I'll be honest, I still don't know if Tua is a franchise quarterback. For, for, the, for, for the last 12 weeks or how many he's played, hell yeah, he looks like it. Doesn't he? I mean, he looks incredible in this offense. Guys are open. He, they were up 30 to nothing, by the way, another bet that hit. Pulled him in the midway through the third. I'll just, just file this away as an aside. Teron Armstead, their left tackle that they paid a ton for, goes down. Okay? In the third quarter. On, I think it was three of the next... Oh, he was... Tua was then sacked on four of the next nine plays. And then they pulled him out of the game. Okay? Dolphins at 49ers this week. If Armstead can't go, good luck against Nick Bosa. But again, everything has looked good for Tua outside of some tackle issues. Wide receivers are open, taking advantage of shitty teams. Like, he looks awesome. Rob, if if I said to you, hey, is Tua the guy? Do you pay him? Could, what, do, what do you say? I, I don't know. I mean, we, we're now on what, year three? Um, year two didn't look great, but you could argue he's had a bunch of offensive coordinators and coach and mess and Flores rookie year, that was no good. I, I, we've got more data from the first two years than this year that said no, but I, I would think, I, I don't know the answer for Tua. I think we're going to find out the next three weeks on a guy like Tua. A guy like Lamar Jackson, Rob, how many years? Four years?
6: Four three and a half years. Yeah, MVP four and a half years as a starter. Well,
5: they're going to go to the playoffs this year. Um, He was hurt. I think he was hurt last year. Yeah, he was yes. hurt last year. But bottom line is, you, If you're perennially going to the playoffs, you win an MVP, and your team is, like, maybe uh, one of the top seeds in, in the AFC, you got to keep the guy. He's a franchise quarterback.
6: No, I, 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 I agree know. with you. I agree with you. The only question, though, is he wants fully guaranteed money. And if you're going to be a fully guaranteed guy and, again, set the table for the next guys coming up behind you, you have to be Patrick Mahomes' level quarterback. Yeah. Josh okay, Allen so level quarterback. You. And he just uh, has Carolina.
5: Carolina is going to get a new coach. Mm-hmm. Um and a new probably a new GM, maybe? I don't know. Would they give Lamar Jackson all the money? I think they probably would. Uh, the New York Giants and Brian Dable, would they? I mean, Danny Dimes ain't their guy. I think we know that. But you look up and down the league, like uh, Cleveland finally has one. Houston doesn't have a franchise quarterback. They're going to pick first. I mean, if I told you you could give Lamar Jackson all the money he wants, or you could take the number one pick, who, who are you doing? What are you doing? Number one pick. Really? Mm-hmm. And I'm a Lamar guy.
6: Like, it's not that—, that Yeah, I just but,
5: don't even know. Like, who is Stroud, the number one guy? He looked I, I don't really know. good but, at times. I mean, the history
6: tells us if you get a uh, quarterback on a rookie deal, you can build out the rest of the roster and be pretty yes. freaking loaded.
5: And the guys at Fox, the research team, I had them dig deep. Has a team ever won the Super Bowl in, like, you know, the last 15, 20 years or the modern era with a quarterback that was the highest paid? And the answer is no. I think Tom Brady was one of the highest, but that's going to be tested here in the coming years with Mahomes and Allen, and we'll see. Um, But it is extremely tough to win a Super Bowl when your highest-paid guy is a quarterback making all the money. All right, we got to move on from Lamar Jackson.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside.
3: They'll bring your new tires to your home or office, install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com/Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com/Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got
4: an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
5: I didn't actually put, and of course I sent Rob notes, like I mentioned the Odell Beckham incident. I, we we could just gloss over it. I don't know, his agent kind of shut it down late Sunday. Bottom line, Odell Beckham seems to have had a long weekend in Miami. He boards a plane, maybe he popped an Ambien, who knows. He's trying to sleep, the, you know. <clears throat> he has like the blanket over his head. They're trying to wake him up and say, put on your seatbelt. He's like, no, he's groggy and... Ultimately, they decide, we're not starting this plane. This guy's a problem. And they kick him off the plane. (coughs) So they kick off Lamar. Not Lamar. They kick Odell Beckham off the plane. It becomes a story. There's all these reports out of Miami. uh, Media, TMZ gets involved. And then Odell's agent comes on and shuts it down. I was like, this is just an overzealous, power-happy uh, flight attendant who wanted to make an example. Apparently they kicked everyone off the plane, Rob, just because Odell Beckham wouldn't put his seatbelt on. I think that's definitely excessive. Um, and, you know, there was no arrest. There was no no write-up or anything. It's like, it's over. Odell Beckham, uh, it's done, right? Like, I, I don't think anything happened. No incident. They deemed this a medical emergency, but it sounds like it was just somebody who was super tired. Uh Listen, we've all partied and, and been in rough shape on flights, but not wanting to put on your seatbelt, kind of weak. Ultimately, I think this bears zero factor into whether or not the Dallas Cowboys sign Odell Beckham. It's obviously not a great look, and I would want to know, well, where were you? Like, what were you doing? I mean, it's probably a last hurrah. Like, Odell knows once he goes to a football team, he's going to have to, like, practice, show up, not be partying. Yeah, you know, It's like when you, let's say you lose your job and you get a severance. You get 6 months of fun. You travel, hang out with your buddies. If you're single, you're just going around. It's awesome. Then you get a job and you're like, "Oof. Well, that was fun." It was like one of the best summers I ever had. I'll never forget it. I talked to it with my buddy all the time. You know, during college, me, my buddy, and my other our other friend. None of us had jobs. I think it was like going into our junior year. And basically every day we would just like hang out, go pool hopping, uh, we would hang out in my buddy's basement, take some shots, play pool, invite some girls over, go to the gym. Like it was an incredible. So I mean, it we would just play pickup basketball. Like it was one of the best summers of my youth. No work, and then you kind of had to end it. And you're like, oh, I gotta go to I gotta go to geology now at eight a.m. on Tuesday. What the? It, it just wasn't ideal. I think Odell's just going through that, Rob. I think this is much ado about nothing, but it's Odell Beckham, so it's an international incident.
6: Yeah, I mean, this is one of those situations where, to your point, I think that he just, he went hard in the paint for, you know, maybe normal people like you and I go hard in the paint for like a night, but when you're Odell Beckham Jr., you go hard in the paint for like six, seven days in a row because you know somebody, who knows somebody, you get into all the nightclubs, you know all the famous people and they're having another party at the after party, the after after party, and before you know it, you're 15 shots in and you're, taking whatever someone's giving to you so you know i'm sure that he'll end up doing his uh, recruiting tour i think he has coming up this week with the giants and the cowboys and whoever i think the saints are in there as well and eventually in about a week and a half he'll be signed and delivered in dallas getting ready for a deep postseason run
5: dallas makes the most sense i mean indoors Right, you got a good quarterback. You're not going. He's not going to New York, right? He's just using them as leverage to get Jerry Jones to raise his price. All right, moving on. Let's get to my Jets. All right, need some context here because a lot of media members are not providing what is necessary. There, a couple things can be true here. Yes, Mike White was terrific in the rain. Who's Mike White? He's the backup quarterback. It's not Joe Flacco. It's Mike White. In the first half alone, 235 yards, two TDs. Okay? (laughs) That's like Zach Wilson two-week total. Okay? Mike White was phenomenal in the ring. Outstanding performance. Finished with 315 yards passing, 22 of 28 three TDs. Mike White has four career starts, two games with three touchdown passes. In four starts, Zach Wilson has 20 starts. I'll give you a guess how many three-touchdown pass games he has. Correct. It's zero. And all the Jets were excited in the locker room. Elijah Moore, my guy. Remember I... Briefly hung out with him at the Super Bowl out here in L.A. Super nice guy. He's out of the doghouse. He caught a touchdown pass. He massive post on Instagram. Okay, now the context. Mike White was facing the 30th-ranked pass defense in the NFL. The Chicago Bears, their pass defense is trash. Everybody lights them up. There's a chance if I drop back to pass Sunday in the rain, I might have had a touchdown pass or two. I'm not even making that up. And I can't even grip an NFL-sized football. Just kidding. I can, but I couldn't throw multiple touchdown passes. All that being said, okay, let's remember what Zach Wilson faced when he was the starting quarterback, okay? Zach Wilson faced Denver, and I know they had a backup quarterback because Russell Wilson was out. Denver, number four pass defense in the NFL. Okay? Zach Wilson struggled against him. They basically took the ball out of his hands, give it to Brees Lightning. You know, Brees Hall's season ended in that game. And we're going to run the football, not make any mistakes, and get out of here with the dub. They did. Then he faced the number one pass defense in the league, New England Patriots. Little Fugazi, they're still number one, and Zach vomited all over himself. Then he faced Buffalo, seventh. So Denver, four. Patriots, one. Buffalo, seven. And then the Patriots again, one. So he faced, in a span of four weeks, four top eight defenses. Technically three since he faced the Patriots twice. Now, I know what you'll say. Jay, Kirk Cousins just shredded the Patriots. Yes, he, he did, and I benched him in fantasy like an ass clown. Patriots defense a little overrated. That being said, Kirk Cousins was at home indoors. Not a defense of Zach Wilson at all. Zach Wilson is not a good quarterback. That's also a fact. I'm just saying he played some f- three of the top eight pass defenses in the league, struggled and got benched. Mike White comes in and looks like a friggin' hero against the Chicago Bears, who stink. And oh, by the way, Eddie Jackson, their safety, who I think is the captain of their team, goes down in the second quarter. It was was a layup. He delivered. Could Zach Wilson have done that? I would like to think so. Is he going to get the chance? I think he will be—I think if you ask me what are the odds, will Zach Wilson start another game this season for the Jets, I would bet yes. Mike White will face the Vikings this week. Now, it's in Minnesota— but the Vikings are very bad. They have allowed a crap ton, or as my son likes to say, a crud ton of passing yards. They are 29th in completions allowed, 27th in QBR rating, 31st in completion percentage. Um, I saw some of these stats, and then a guy tweeted them at me. Um, I mean, it, they are one of the bottom, without question, one of the bottom four or five pass defenses in the league. And if you remember, Mac Jones is terrible, and Mac Jones looked more than competent on, th- on Thanksgiving night against the Vikings. He had the touchdown pass ripped away on, on the goal line thing with Hunter Henry. Bottom line, Mike White has a good chance to succeed in that game against Minnesota. Where I think rubber meets road will be against Buffalo on the road. Now, Buffalo, I think their pass defense is good. They have They looked a little spotty against the Lions on Thanksgiving. I didn't watch a ton of that game, but I mean, Detroit did cover the spread. Buffalo, oof, I I mean, I I don't know what to say about the Buffalo. Now, I guess you could just chalk it up to, hey, they were buried in a snowstorm. They left late to play in Detroit against the Browns. Then they fly back, and then they had to fly back again short week. So maybe you could chalk up some of that to that ugly performance against the Lions. We'll see. I, I still think Buffalo's a very, very good team. I think this, I already, a couple games I already bet. I bet Buffalo minus five and a half against the Patriots Thursday night football. I think we see a really, really strong effort from a Buffalo team that we all think was uh, one of the best in the league. This is a Buffalo team that beat the Patriots. What was the score in the playoff game? 47 to three, 47 to 10? I mean, it was a beat down. I saw a stat that the Buffalo Bills haven't punted against the Patriots in the last two meetings. Haven't punted. Unless weather shows up, I think Buffalo smacks the Patriots around here. So, I'm going to go ahead and say that this is a, a spot for the Bills. And I think in two, you know, in two weeks, Mike White is going to meet his end against Buffalo. And will they bring back Zach Wilson? I don't know. Maybe they go to Flacco. Wilson's got some mending offenses to do, but if you listen to the Mark Sanchez podcast from last week, who was spot on, by the way. Um, I think Zach Wilson will be starting again. By the way, I should update the NFL playoff picture, especially in the AFC, mostly because the Jets are right back in it. Obviously, Chiefs at the top. Buffalo still creeping in. Um, let's see. Uh, Miami, obviously, also there. They are at 8-3. and three. Actually, they are ahead of the Bills because they beat them head-to-head. But again, let's simmer down now with the Miami Dolphins, okay? 49ers this week. I already bet the Niners minus three. Then the Chargers, then the Bills. If Miami goes two and one in this, I will believe the Super Bowl hype. I don't think they get two and one here. O oh and three wouldn't surprise me. Tennessee really needed them to beat the Bengals. They are the number three seed. They did not. I still think they've got a stranglehold, but I mean, if the Colts win tonight, suddenly, I guess they're only a game and a half back. Colts did have that weird tie. Ravens took an L. But they have the tiebreaker over the Jets. Uh, Bengals, 7 and 4, Jets, 7 and 4, Patriots, 6 and 5, Chargers, 6 and 5. How about, uh, Rob G, we'll get this in here. How about Justin Herbert delivering? Rob, I got to say, for whatever reason on social media, people like want to hate Justin Herbert. I don't, I, I must have missed the memo, but why the hate and enmity for Justin Herbert, who doesn't do any media? Isn't flashy. Uh, He's like an anonymous, gargantuan quarterback with a cannon arm. Uh, He's lost, I think, his top two offensive linemen for the season. And his receivers are always hurt. Mike Williams is hurt again. And they get a two-point conversion to beat the Cardinals. Uh, And people just want to take a dump on Herbert. Oh, he threw a fourth-quarter interception, and they overturned it. I was like, okay. What is the deal? What, What am I missing with the Justin Herbert hate?
6: Uh, I think it was the premature coronation that people want to hate about him. You know, it's, he hasn't been to the playoffs yet. No, yeah, he has a losing record as a core, NFL quarterback. I know that, That you know, what's funny is everyone says, well, wins are not a quarterback stat. And it's like, well, then how they come. To say
5: two is 10 and one. But then,
6: well, then it's like, <laughs> well, how come the, the guy that you refer to as the goat is because he wins the most Super Bowls? It's Tom Brady. Winning even though even though nobody who watches football has ever said during one season, maybe the, maybe the 18-0 season, 17-1, that Tom Brady is the best quarterback that season. It was Peyton Manning, and then it was, you know, Ben Roethlisberger for like a, a half a season, and then it was Aaron Rodgers, and then it was Patrick Mahomes. No one's ever said that Tom Brady, but whatever. Um, no, Justin Herbert, he's, he's an extreme talent, but I think that because everybody wanted to put him up there alongside Patrick Mahomes, you know, Aaron Rodgers was a two-time MVP coming into this season. They said he's better than him, that he's, you know, just as good as Josh Allen. He's better than Joe Burrow, who made a Super Bowl, and it's like... You have to do something before we put you in that stratosphere. And
5: he hasn't yeah. done anything yet. It's tough. I mean, again, like, you know, the argument against Joe Burrow is like, okay, well, he he came in and he had T. Higgins. I, I don't know. if Was T. a first-round pick? Might have been a second. Tyler Boyd, very good player. And then he gets gifted Jamar Chase, who clearly is a top-five receiver in the league. And you look at Justin Herbert, you're like, oh, yeah, he got Allen and Williams. Oh, okay. They've both been hurt like a ton this year. Rob, their leading receiver was DeAndre Carter, seven for seventy-three. He had ten targets. Uh, but that's, Austin that, but thats not fair, Jason. Well, wait, hold on. Let me finish. Austin Eckler, fifteen targets. You know why that is? Because the offensive line's crumbling like a folding table in Buffalo. Every friggin' down. And, I, and Herbert <laughs> likes to check it down.
6: He likes to he well, likes to go full Tom Brady and check it down. But and well, the reality, I, I, okay, is, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, ahead. wait, 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 wait. Okay, I,
5: I remember watching that vividly. I'm telling you. Justin Herbert's getting hit every freaking time he drops back in the fourth quarter. Then I looked, he got sacked four times. And, oh, let me count the quarterback hits for the Arizona Cardinals. 13! (laughs) He got hit 13 times! I mean, it was unbelievable the beating he took, and he kept delivering to DeAndre Carter and Josh Palmer. I'm stunned and in awe. And, oh, by the way, we both agree. He's entirely held back by his coach. Yes. Um, what's his face? Totally, Brandon agree. Staley, who is lucky as hell that Herbert got the two point conversion. You watch this team a lot, AFC West team. Mm-hmm. Rob, I, 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 I don't. I I feel weird having to jump in and defend Justin Herbert. I, I don't know.
6: Yeah, I mean, especially after last week when we had that conversation about him. But um, the only thing I will say to push back on your Burrow Herbert comparison, yes, Burrow has I think better weapons and more consistent weapons on the outside. His but, coach sucks. Yeah, <laughs> however, He's terrible. however, the Chargers consistently have a top five roster in the NFL every year. Yes, they have is. more pro bowlers almost than everybody in, in the NFL, almost every season over one of the best one of the the top vote getters or whatever you want to call it. And they're always eight and eight, nine and seven, seven and nine, whatever it is like they're Nobody does less with more than the Chargers. And Justin Herbert, I guess, is kind of like the poster child for that because he has so much talent. That's not his fault. I know it's not his. It's not completely his fault. Of course not. But you can't at some point winning has to matter at some point. I'm not saying it has to be the be all end all because I still think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback I've ever seen in his one Super Bowl. But at
5: some point it
6: has to matter. And for him, for whatever reason, it just doesn't for a lot of people.
5: Yeah, The Chargers did a good job of making James Conner look like Walter Payton. (laughs) Conner, 25 carries, 120 yards. They just ground that. I mean, they can't stop the run. This has been like the most obvious fix ever. I pray they get Jalen Carter out of Georgia in the draft. They won't get him. He'll be like a top five pick. At any rate, this is a good point to segue to the Chargers opponent, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, They led for much of this game. They could not salt it away to save their life. The Chargers punted to them with, like, two minutes left. All they need was one first down, maybe two, because the Chargers had all their timeouts. Arizona could not do it. Uh, Arizona, let's see, last three possessions. Three plays, eight yards punt. Three plays, five yards punt. Three plays, three yards punt. And then they couldn't do anything at the very end of the game. Rob, afterward, your boy, Kyler Murray, came out. And um, why don't you read it because... I, I i like the shout out you gave me because of uh what happened- what went down
6: well, he was asked about what happened in the game and and some of the things that went wrong for them there down the stretch, and the headline, which is something that I tweeted out, and I gave you your props because you've been on this now for several weeks, if not months. Kyler Murray talking about what went wrong quote schematically we're kind of fucked. <laughs> Not exactly a ringing endorsement of his head coach, Cliff Kingsbury.
5: Yeah, a lot of the Arizona fans after the—I think this was two weeks ago we did this. um, They were not happy. They were like, oh, who are your sources? That's not true. They like each other. And there was a report during the bye week about how they had a kumbaya session. I'm not saying it was in pushback against my story or what I said on the podcast, but it also— is like a big story in Arizona, in the local markets. Everybody it is like the worst kept secret. Um, did you see now? I don't know. Maybe he had, maybe he didn't make the photo or he had other obligations, but did you, uh, did you see Deshaun Watson was getting love for his Thanksgiving uh, thing locally? And I didn't see Kyler Murray in the photo. Now, listen, maybe our other plans. Maybe uh, I, I did not notice him in the photo, but by many, DeAndre Hopkins is viewed as that offensive leader. On defense, it's J.J. Watt. Like, vocal guy who's going to stand up. Buda Baker, obviously, is also there because he's been been there longer than J.J. Watt. But you need your quarterback to be doing that, and Kyler Murray ain't that dude. He's just not. I, I don't know what the end game is here. That's what everybody wants to know. Well, what's going to happen? How the hell should I know? How does anybody know? But bottom line, the owner knows, yeah, we got a quarterback who doesn't want to do his homework, and he doesn't want to run, and Cliff Kingsbury knows that. And the offense is frustrated with Kyler. And Kyler is yelling at his coach, settle the F down on a Thursday night football game against the Saints. Just He, just, he's, he always looks surly and unhappy. And then you got Cliff Kingsbury, who everybody likes. He's a very likable guy. He's a good hang, as they say. Like, if you are stranded at an airport bar for two hours and you're next to Cliff Kingsbury, it's going to be fun. You know? He's probably got some stories. I actually happen to know someone <laughs> that he used to date, someone who I worked with. And sounds like he's just a cool guy. He's fun to run with. Now, is he a good football coach? I yeah. I don't know. A lot of evidence says maybe not. Um, but you gave both of them new deals. So what happens? Does, does Cliff just say, I'm out of here? I saw the Arizona State job went to the guy from Oregon. So it's like, oh, well, I thought that would be a landing spot for Cliff. He's got awesome life in Arizona. He loves it there. Perfect for him. You think he's going to want to go to, like, I don't know. I'm seeing Luke Fickle maybe to to uh, Wisconsin. Or, you, Cliff Kingsbury ain't going to Wisconsin, guys. It's just not happening. So I don't know if, the, if he sees a way out or he just grins and bears it. But ultimately, if they play like this next year, I, I think Cliff is probably going to be the one to get dusted. I mean, Rob, do you think they could trade Kyler Murray? I don't know what his market is, but, like, we talked earlier, Lamar Jackson. Oh, hell yeah. People are... People are killing to get a crack at Lamar Jackson. Are people killing to get a crack at Kyler Murray? I I don't know. If if Kyler hits a trade market, (coughs) what's a market for a 5'10 quarterback who doesn't have good practice habits, who shows up late, leaves early, doesn't want to review tape and all that fun stuff, and doesn't want to run because he doesn't want to get hurt? Like, I just, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I'm a Kyler Murray fan. I just don't know... Like, I don't think the Jets are just saying, you know what? Forget drafting a quarterback. That's our guy. I think the Jets would much rather have Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo. What say you, Rob G? I agree with
6: you. And, and you know, you mentioned right off the top there that um, that they had this kumbaya moment. You don't know if that was a pushback on on what you said. It was friend of the show, Ian Rappaport, who actually reported that. And I know everybody sees the headline that says that they – Kind of got on the same page over the last two weeks about what they wanted to do on offense. But if you watch the clip and you read the tweet that precedes it, the very first sentence says, The Arizona Cardinals quarterback coach relationship has been tense. So he confirmed everything you said two weeks ago. And to your point, because they just gave Cliff Kingsbury a new deal, they just gave Kyler Murray a new deal. Unfortunately for Cliff, even if I don't think he's a good coach, the way things work out is it's much easier to replace a coach than it is a quarterback because it is damn near impossible, as your New York Jets have found, as the Carolina Panthers are finding out, to find a franchise guy. And say what you want about Kyler Murray, he's at worst a middle-of-the-road franchise-caliber quarterback. And... Well, I, I think he you, can you, be better. You have Remember? No, whoa,
5: whoa, Rob. But wait, you have no choice
6: was, at that point.
5: Wasn't he the MVP favorite? I know it was like October or mm-hmm. like maybe early November, but I think he was a favorite twice or the leader maybe twice. So he has the potential.
6: Last season, the, the first they were undefeated right, and then they and lost right. to uh, the Packers. But again, I mean, Kyler Murray, and this is like not a knock on Kyler Murray, but what has he shown that would lead you to believe he can run a standard NFL offense. He's played in a wide-open spread
5: throughout his entire football career. Do you even want an NFL standard offense? Or do you want to do what the Ravens did building around Lamar or the Eagles building around Jalen Hurts?
6: Okay, so you're going to play one style of football where you have to spread it out four wide and, again, get him to use his legs, which he doesn't want to. I'm not saying that he's not capable of running an offense that's different than that, but he hasn't done it yet. He hasn't shown that he can do it yet. So, as again, as much as I like Lamar from earlier in the show, Lamar's style hasn't won a championship yet.
5: Bro, If you see what Mike McDaniel did to him? Like, yeah. What could he do to Kyler Murray? By the way, I know the big knock on Kyler is he's short. His passes are batted down. I have in my notes here while I was watching Red Zone, the the feed for the Bengals, stunning stat. The quarterback with the most passes batted down this season is Joe Burrow.
6: I was going to guess Baker Mayfield.
5: Yeah, come
6: on. (laughs) Sam
5: Darnold got the dub.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings.
4: I think Kobe and everybody in their prime Kobe would win a one-on-one concept. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think Love he's it. going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the exactly. Olympics, he's going to guard and then on I'm top not of that.
3: like that, see that?
4: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from room crying, crying. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember
0: what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because you didn't it.
4: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR
6: to listen live.
5: I'm trying to look in the notes here see if there's any other NFL we missed. Oh,
6: Aaron Rodgers. Uh, big one. Aaron Rodgers. You know,
5: I thought you were going to bring up the Jacksonville Jaguars mascot. who was wearing a banana hammock and he was painted yellow and he was like flexing and doing all these weird gyrations uh, during that Jags-Ravens game. I I thought that was a storyline. I wanted uh, to bring
6: up the Brian Robinson Jr. giant hat that he wore in the post-game press. That's
5: the the dumbest thing I've ever
6: seen. (laughs) I thought that was awesome.
5: <laughs> you was, are you gonna go buy? Hell a shiny no! Hat? But
6: I just think I, I love what a guy has confidence to wear something that you know ridiculous. And
5: well, when you when you run over an Atlanta Falcons guy like he did on the sideline, I think he had his first hundred yard game. Yeah, he, he was, was awesome.
6: Good. He was awesome on He's Sunday.
5: Um, yeah, we quit before World Cup and best bet. Let, we'll quickly do um, a, a little on Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I, this is gonna sound crazy. I actually thought Jordan Love looked really sharp. So now, did I. It was, it was limited time. They're down what they were down what 14 at the time
6: Mm -hmm.
5: 17 something they were down a lot 14 and he hit christian watson by the way christian watson's got some juice oh my gosh stop letting that guy take hits because i thought he got concussed again i don't know if you saw one of his catches over the middle he definitely got hit hard and if he gets it in space holy cow that dude can go i mean i think i had the stats we if you go back uh, you're not going to but we had i think it was daniel jeremiah on and we were talking about it, and I had found a stat where this guy had, like, so many touchdowns. Every time he touched the ball at, I think it was North Dakota State, he was just getting loose. Special teams, running, passing. Rob, that guy's good. And Jordan Love, he, this is the crazy thing. We're all going to overreact and say, well, if you can move on from Rodgers and build around Aaron. Uh, Jordan Love, he's on a rookie deal. I think this is his year, third year. And if if you could just suddenly build get a couple pieces, get a... Something to stop the run because their defense is awful. You get get some help in the, in the middle of that defense. Um, I think you probably add one more receiver. Right? Because we don't know how much more Randall Cobb has in him. Um, Alan Lazard, good, okay. Yeah, you add another receiver and some defensive pieces then boom. I think you could quickly reboot, but it, this is such a small sample size as Jordan Love, though. He just looks like a different dude back there, doesn't he? If I recall, his first two years, anytime he went in, it was just like, I'm panicking. Mm-hmm. And now, it was like supreme confidence. Like, he was ready.
6: Yeah. And, and you know what's funny is a couple of weeks ago, um, I forget it. might it Maybe Rob Demofsky from ESPN. He went to the okay. Packer reporter. I'm almost positive it was him. He had a little uh, column released online. I don't think got any traction, but I saw it. Um and in it, Jordan Love mentions the possibility that he might have to leave Green Bay to to play. That the idea of requesting a trade was not out of the realm of possibility for him because he understood that with Aaron Rodgers getting this new contract, Aaron Rodgers, you know, for now not looking at retirement, maybe his future was not in Green Bay. And I and once that injury happened last night, I tweeted out that this was like a blessing in disguise for Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers has shown with the broken hand and, and just his ego more than anything that he is not going to willingly step aside for Jordan Love. It's not going to happen. So him getting hurt, I thought might have been a way for them to see what they have in Jordan Love in a real sample size, not just one game here, a quarter there, whatever. And then lo and behold, I wake up you know, this morning and I see that Aaron Rodgers is going to have an MRI on Monday. And he says that if it comes back negative for fractured ribs, he intends to play in week 13. So that whole spiel that I put out on Twitter, which I thought was pretty profound, turns out to be much ado about nothing because if Aaron Rodgers can play, he's going to play. Yeah. And Jordan Love is going to be back in quarterback purgatory.
5: If you remember the Friday pod after they lost to the Titans, I said, Aaron Rodgers looks so bad. I bet you we're going to hear from an NFL insider Oh, Rodgers is dealing with this. He's going to have an MRI. Could be serious. We don't know. Something to defend Rodgers. And it's weird because he played in a primetime game. I didn't see a particular shot that looked bad. Did you?
6: No. But he said he he got hurt in the first quarter, and then he re-aggravated in the third, and that ultimately is what knocked him out.
5: And, of course, the broken thumb or whatever his thumb injury is. Like, basically, Aaron Rodgers is walking wounded. And um, I I don't know. I I just— They paid him all that money. He hasn't been the incredible Aaron Rodgers. They want to rally around the run. Miss Devontae Adams. By the way, Devontae Adams, your guy. What an incredible left-handed, one-handed catch. He's awesome. I mean, it wasn't as good as Njoku's fourth and ten game-saving touchdown catch. DeAndre Hopkins had
6: a great catch on Sunday, too.
5: Hopkins, well, yes, yes, saw that one as well. Um, It's just, it's no surprise that Rodgers, to me, all these injuries are coming up. Is it an excuse? Well, I guess not. But. again, you have to think radically. It's easy, Rob, for us to sit up here and say, oh, yeah, I would just bench Rodgers and then try to trade him. And I would make Jordan love the guy. Like, it ain't not nearly that easy, right? No. I mean, how do you sell that to your fan base? Do you know what? We're going to move on from Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers, uh, Jordan Love looked good in nine throws. <laughs> you know, Jordan Love could come out against the Bears this week. That's what's interesting. I think they have the Bears. I'll double check. Well, see, the that's Bears why off-
6: that's why I thought it was important for him, for Aaron Rodgers to, you know, go down with a mysterious rib injury and let Jordan Love play. It's funny because Andrew Brandt, another friend of the show, who worked with the Packers for a long time, tweeted out late last night, Rodgers came in for Favre due to an injury in a night game late in his third season. He then started the next year. Jordan Love came in for Aaron Rodgers due to injury in a night game late in his third season. We'll see what happens. Hashtag deja vu. The only problem with that is, to your point, you can't sell to the fan base Jordan Love will be taking over in year four when the most you've seen of him is a quarter and a half, and most of that time he looked like a deer in the headlights.
5: So, you know, what is it? what do they say – Um you know, it's not risk taking favors the bold, but essentially, the 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 biggest upside is when you do radical things like that. Now, it's also the biggest downside. You know, if you're the GM who dumps Aaron Rodgers and then he goes and wins a Super Bowl next year in, I don't know, Rodgers and Day Bowl with the Giants, Vegas. Whatever. Okay, Vegas. Yes. All right. Cool. Let's say he, let's say he pulls that off. Right. Then you look like an idiot for trading him. You could look at the Denver trade a year ago when they sent. Russell Wilson, you are like, oh my gosh, Seattle just gave Denver Russell Wilson? Oh my, everybody said Denver. I don't think you could find one pundit who said the Broncos were not a playoff team with Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. And here you are, when did the trade go down, March or whatever? So now we're like seven months later and it looks like a historically bad deal for the Broncos who are hurtling toward a top five pick, which will then go to Seattle. And it's like, oh my gosh, they're terrible. I don't know. Now, you, know, you can make an argument the Broncos are going to be fine next year. They have league-high players on IR, league-high salary on IR. So it's like important players. I, You know, I, I like to think Denver will bounce back. I think there's a good buy low on Denver. But I don't know, Rob. Like, trading Aaron Rodgers is super risky. You, It's the kind of thing you may not work in the league again if you traded him. Or you're going to be like the assistant to the assistant regional manager. You know, one of those, <laughs> one of those deals. I, or, but, you do make the trade, and it works out? Damn. It's looking good. Now, for instance, um, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, ready to ju- dump Jimmy Garoppolo and bring on Trey Lance. Right? 49ers, by the way, 13 nothing winner over the Saints. Easy cover for them. Well, it was a bit of a sweat. The Saints got into the 10-yard line twice in the fourth quarter. Couldn't get no points. 49ers defense is nasty. But it's like, what do they do? does John Le- he John Lynch was like we struck gold. Kyle Shanahan has his guy. I don't know, man. He he looks Jordan Lovish in the limited sample size we've seen of Trade Lance. And I mean very limited like 5 games. And it's like, okay, well I mean if th- they look like they're going to the Super Bowl or at least the NFC Championship. They do that, can you still sell while well, we're moving on from GBG, we Trade Lance our I guy. I, I don't know that that's going to work. If if they go from Super Bowl Let's say they lose the Super Bowl or lose the NFC Championship. And they decide we're done with Jimmy G. Trey Lance, our guy. And then you go like 7 and 10 next year. You're fired. You're done. It's not going to work. So uh, it's just fascinating. I'm kind of with you. I would explore moving on from Rodgers. Now, this is where it gets super fascinating. Denver had Hackett thought they were getting Rodgers. They ended up with Russell Wilson. Now I'm not ready to say Russell Wilson's washed. We can have that discussion later in the week. I don't think he's washed, but jeez, he's getting yelled at by his defensive players. Did you guys? Did you see that highlight, Rob? I did. I don't. I, I feel bad for Russ. He was like shook by it. It's like those guys don't get yelled at by people. Like I, I bet you couldn't find one incident where Richard Sherman was yelling in the face of his quarterback. Now it could have been like one of those motivational things, like "Come on, let's go, do something." You know, like that's different than what everybody thinks might have been said. And I know Russell Wilson's laughing it off. Oh, Nothing. Hey, we like, you like to see that fire. You know, Russ is forever positive. And I, and I like that, man, so much to chew on Rob. Um, I I don't know. Do do we need to get, is there any other games we missed that you think the audience would be like, yo, 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 how are you not talking? Do we need to go deeper on Josh Jacobs? Maybe we'll just put a (laughs) pin in it. Bryce Perkins looking plucky for the Rams, by the way. The two big favorites covered relatively easy. And if you toss in San Francisco, which I think was nine, nine and a half, um, all three teams favored by nine or more covered. Now, for most of the season, the double-digit dogs have been barking. Alas, that was not the case on Sunday. All right. World – I mean, listen, today, by the time you're listening to this, um, later in the morning, the World Cup games will be done. I I think – wait, let me scratch that. My guess is – Some people are like me on the West Coast and waking up early for soccer. I have been waking up a little earlier than normal because I love soccer. Um, They've got some interesting games today um, that I'm very fired up about. Obviously, we'll do U.S.-Iran preview for tomorrow. Um, That'll be out early. I can't wait for that game. England at the same time against wales wales lost two zero to two against iran two stoppage times goal goals which is absolutely bonkers but i guess um you know i i think i put some bets on on the gram about uh, brazil switzerland and portugal uruguay um obviously tuesday's huge so Look for look for any other World Cup bets. College basketball's been good. Been, been rolling with that. But I'll wrap up with Monday Night Football. The only play I have is on the, on the Steelers. I, I a juiced three. Somebody asked, what is juice? So normally the juice is minus 110, right? 100, bet $110 to win 100 okay? Sometimes they will juice it down to two and a half because they know, oh, man, everybody's going to be taking the three with the Steelers. We can't give that out anymore. If you want the two and a half, you can take it. Otherwise, you're gonna have to pay a premium for the juice, minus 130, 140, which is not great in the long term. I just I'm very curious, Rob, how the Steelers look indoors with this offense. Pickens, Deontay Johnson, um, the running back Najee Harris. It's not like the Colts defense is great. I I, I don't think it's a great Colts de- team to begin with. Maybe they're extra motivated because the Titans lost and they say, we can win this division. And Jeff Saturday's given his uh, big speech, but I, I took the Steelers the points. I think they could win this outright. Mike Tomlin versus Jeff Saturday. Are you friggin' kidding me? I got to ride with Tomlin as a dog here. I do have, uh, well, my son has Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman in fantasy. I don't think I have any real fantasy um, implications in this one, but it should be a good one. I, I would Steelers are nothing for me. But, folks, this coming week, week 13, is off the charts. I'll, I'll wrap up by saying this. And obviously, World Cup all week is going to be fun. But week 13 in the NFL, Thursday Night Football, Bills-Patriots. I mean, that's a great game on paper. You also have, and people can scoff, the New York Jets at 7-4, going to Minnesota 9-2. That's a big game because Minnesota wants to keep pace with the Eagles in in the NFC for home field. The Jets obviously want to get to the playoffs. Deshaun Watson returns to Houston. You got Washington and the Giants. Seven and five or seven and four. Giants kind of fading here. Did not look good despite the cover against Dallas. Washington, Taylor Heineke, all he does is cover. Fun stat for you. So, Taylor Heineke, this is the kind of like gambling nugget I'm hoping you can use. Five and one as a starter. Since he took over, Washington is leading the NFL in time of possession. Essentially, they're handing it off and not letting their quarterback make mistakes. That's what smart coaches do. Rivera knows Heineke can't beat you. So can the Giants pull away and make Heineke pass? I don't think so. Tennessee at Eagles, really good matchup. Miami, obviously the big, I think that's the biggest game of the weekend. Miami at San Fran. How's this for a 4.05 window? Miami at San Fran and KC at Cincinnati. And, oh, by the way, Chargers at Raiders. Raiders are kind of fun to watch when Josh Jacobs is going for 300 yards of offense and you know my affinity for Herbert. Anyways, that's a super long podcast for a Monday. Obviously back tomorrow. We're trying to line up a really good guest for Wednesday. I think you'll like. Folks, hope you had a great Thanksgiving. December, right around the corner. Talk to you tomorrow.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal
4: podcast is going on a road trip.
0: Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
3: Ready, set, griddle this grilling season. Get the Weber Slate Rust Resistant Griddle with a carbon steel cooktop that's safe for metal tools. It's pre-seasoned and ready to cook on right out of the box. It's the griddle that stays ready, not rusty. This griddle heats evenly edge to edge. It reaches up to 500 degrees. The Weber Works Prep cook and store system keeps cooking supplies handy, and you can carry all the food, condiments, and utensils you need. Get fired up for your new Weber Slate Rust